Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Who, and I am pretty positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you a lot on Clippers. When do we bring it to them, though? Five days a week. Make us your first listen. We come out around 7 in the morning every weekday. Good way to kill some windshield time. Good way to just get caught up with the Clips. Absolutely. Absolutely. And getting you caught up today, look, Oof. Clippers not going 82 and 0, unfortunately. The dream was killed by the Warriors uh, in an absolute nail-biter. But we're going to recap that one. We'll talk about what we liked from that performance as well as what we didn't like. And then, looking ahead to Saturday's game, the Clippers will be taking on the Grizzlies at home. First game. Shout out to anyone who will be at Staples. But we're going to dig into what we need to do well as well as what could go wrong in that one. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then, in shavings, we're talking the... Kawhi is one of the top 75 players of all time. Yeah, weird list, but awesome for Kawhi. Uh, And then every single Friday we do a Love, Mary Quarantine where essentially we're ranking something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. Mm -hmm. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, I got to let you know that this episode of Locked on Clippers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Clippers did, it was tough. They lost 115 to 113. Reminder that Nick Batum was a late scratch for this one. Um, just right off the bat, Steph Curry had a 25-point first quarter. This game could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Game could have been a lot worse. He was 9-for-9 nine nine after the first quarter, and things looked a little bleak there. The Clippers came back in the second quarter and really kept it close. They, they had the lead for the most part. Let's get into what we liked right away, and that is Paul George is fully back. Yeah. Um, didn't take long for him to go back to his superstar status. 29 points, 11 boards, 6 assists. Hit a late three to close it to one point, but it just wasn't enough. Could we have asked for more from Paul George in this game? I don't think so. There was like a couple of turnovers, um, and there's still, you know, some of the issues with him as a ball handler. Uh, he did have three total turnovers. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. There, there's things that I hope to see some more meaningful progression, like in his game, specifically the, the turnover part and like when he's tasked with being a ball handler. But no, we, we really couldn't have. I mean, and I'll tell you who could ask more, the refs. Yeah, this was absurd. Uh, Paul George, nine, uh, excuse me, no free throw attempts. Draymond Green, nine. He had some comments about it postgame. Just absurd. This is, I don't, nothing can happen to change this, I don't think, at this point. No, it's, yeah, it's really, really bizarre. Especially in this one, there were a couple that were really egregious. I'm thinking of one where he got hacked so hard shooting from three. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the remedy is. It's I, It sucks because he did have something to say about it tonight in the post game, and like he is going to end up getting fined for that, and I just don't know that that is helping your case at all. Yeah, right. It, I mean, you know we, what I mean? They put like, him in that thread. It's not like the refs are going to be like, oh, yeah, you really? Uh. Well, and they put him in that bullshit thread, that Twitter thread in the offseason about like fouls we're not going to start calling as much. And yeah. it was like, anyway... Another Clipper who had a fantastic night in his debut, Eric Bledsoe. Told y'all. 
You're a guy. Let's talk about it. What did he do? Uh, well, he added 22 points, and he was like a cannonball. Like, he was just collapsing the defense. He looked great. Uh, defensively, I thought he looked really solid. He came up with, what, two steals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, three steals total. Uh, he just, he's a different look for this offense than what we've had before. And I think that it's, I mean, I think that it's super interesting. I liked having him in the closing lineup. Really, the only moment I didn't like comes down to team execution, and that Oof. produced an Eric Bledsoe three sort of in, in one of the final possessions of this game. Didn't need it. And I don't necessarily blame him for taking it. There should have been a better shot on the floor. Absolutely. Um, there was a big difference tonight when Bled was on the court or not for Steph Curry, which was great. I think it really shows what Bled does for this team's defense. Yes. Big things I had for Eric Bledsoe. Terrence Mann was everywhere tonight. Terrence Mann was great. This might have been one of his better, if not best, like defensive games as a Clipper. He was active in all the right ways, crashed the boards um, like a lunatic, ended up with 11-7-2, two, two for four from deep. Not really sure what his time is going to look like when Batum is back. There was some interesting, maybe we'll see less Justice Winslow, I'm assuming, stuff like that. Definitely a lot less. I think less. we could live to see some less Winslow. Some, it is only one game. And some less Amir coffee. Um, but, you know, uh, we liked what he Amir did. Amir was all right tonight. Sure, yeah. I mean, he was like plus 14 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Clippers used a small, small pick and roll really well. They were putting Steph in motion on the defensive end which was great. And, I mean, the ball movement was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We assisted on 57% of our made field goals. Uh, we kept up with one of the best passing teams in the league. It was like 24 to 27 assists. Uh, so, and we saw some, like, absolute beauties from nearly every player. Seven players recorded one or more assists. We only played nine guys, which we will talk about uh, in a sec. But, you know... You, you said it first, but like the fight, it seems like, is still there from last year. Um, great to see the Clippers go down 19 and be able to kind of battle back into that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, the fight's just there. 25-5 to five run to end the first half after being down, you know, 19. Um, felt like PG was kind of feeding off Bledsoe's energy a little yeah. bit, which was really cool to see. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't... Do we like the nine-man rotation? Yeah, so this way I can't... <laughs> Let's transition just, into what we didn't like, because I feel like this is the perfect, did we like this or did we not like this? I, I, it's, hard, it's hard to gauge, because the nine-man rotation, uh, in one hand, it makes sense. Like, you're maximizing the amount of time of, like, actual good NBA players that you have on the floor. Uh, when you're down, you know, two guys already who are, like, regular rotation players, it, you know, like, it makes sense... It's just the rigors of it that like that have me worried for an 82 game season. Yeah. Um, you know, we heard like the Morris stuff, uh, it was sort of unclear until yesterday, really, like what his opening night status would be. And he kind of ended up, he he played the full first. Uh, he was in the closing lineup. He was tasked with guarding Steph at times. Had a bit of a weird night shooting. He made one late, which was nice, but still in that ramp up process. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. Um I I guess the thing that I keep struggling with is like, who would you have taken minutes away from to give somebody who didn't play minutes? I don't know. People were kind of talking about Brandon Boston Jr. on Twitter, but it's like I don't see how he would have really helped. The in this defense game. doesn't help. The, I, he, I don't know how yeah. he would have helped in this game. Um, and I, I love Brandon Boston. We Jr. love Brandon Boston Jr. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Keep an eye on the Morris thing. We're going to talk about it in the next segment too. Got to get into what we didn't like. And I mean, dude, Steph absolutely killed us. 45 points, 10. I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 
I don't know. The rebounding <laughs> is a bit of a tough pill to swallow. I thought overall we didn't really exploit our size advantage that we have on the Warriors. You know, I thought this was kind of apparent in non-Steph minutes too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I there was some weird kind of. I mean, it felt like we went really small at one point. Like one point we were running the lineup like really early. It was in the first quarter of Reggie Kennard, Man, PG, and Mook. Which is a pretty small lineup. That's a small backcourt. Yeah. Against a smaller team. So not really sure what that was all about. That's kind of a bit of a bugaboo for me. Yeah. But no, and yeah. like we did see an increase like physicality on the defensive end. I just would have liked to see some more resistance on like some of the Warriors scoring, like especially directly under the basket. Mm-hmm. Draymond hit a point blank layup on like to take the lead there at the end, and that it. like yeah. and that kind of kills me just with the size, uh, the size and physicality we can put on the floor, and just overall the rebounding wasn't very good despite having the larger team. The larger team we lost boards thirty eight to fifty three. Uh, Zoo only three rebounds. That's inexcusable. And I like I like Zubots. I think I don't know what, you know, he's our only healthy center is going to get playing time. Like three boards is is trash. That's bad basketball from a Against the Warriors? Guy. From yeah. a seven foot guy that's bad basketball. He also had peaks and valleys on defense. Sometimes he wouldn't miss a step. And it looked great. Other times he was completely lost. He the was Warriors getting taken like the, out of his element, though. And the Warriors are the worst matchup possible for Zoo. Yeah, I mean they're small, mobile. Almost everybody can shoot. Like he gets stretched way out on the perimeter. Like he's just not as good there. Um, you know that they, they have the personnel to really exploit his weaknesses. So it's kind of like six and one, half dozen of the other. Um, as far as like it being like his quote unquote fault. Um, sure. Just like the build isn't something that really plays to his strength. Yeah. I was really frustrated that we were unable to capitalize off of 21 Warriors turnovers. Yes. We were handed this game in the second quarter and then like routinely given opportunities to take the thing away. And, you know, we struggled a little bit from deep, but I just still am refusing to see how you don't run away with that game. Uh, you know, they had... 300 percent more turnovers than us uh which is not insignificant so uh, this kind of oh man 300 percent is just funny to think about uh yeah so this kind of just ties into my thing of like basically i wasn't thrilled with the execution down the stretch uh yeah we, we talked about it a little bit i mean we we went six minutes without a bucket in the fourth we couldn't score when steph was on the bench like that is how you know, the Bledsoe shot's annoying. That one Reggie three late is annoying. He also kind of had a bit of a rough go, but that is the stretch. Yeah. Where you can point to it and say, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I'm still struggling with how could we not come up with that board on the intentionally missed free throw? Yeah. Like. It's frustrating. But what? first game. First game. First game. And hey, at least it's a, a an old problem. I don't know if you'd rather see old problems or new problems for a team, but at least it's an old one. How are we feeling after this loss? First of all, so happy Clippers basketball is back. Could not be more psyched. Cannot wait for uh, Saturday night. Hope Moo can get right. Where? How are we feeling? Honestly, I'm feeling pretty good. There were a lot of encouraging things to see. Um, you know, and I do love the the low turnovers despite working in a lot of new guys. Yeah, it's just it, it's just execution, but that's something that you improve upon as the season goes on. So for sure, I mean, hey, Steph's going for forty five. You're not going to win a lot of games where Steph scores forty five points. You're just not. 
I don't um, know. The Warriors did not win a lot of games, and he led the league <laughs> in scoring last year. That's very true. Um, but it's on with the Grizzlies on Saturday. Very winnable game. Uh, we're going to be previewing that game in just a sec for you. But first, hey, we got to give a shout out to McDonald's again. This uh, McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors of the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So, as they tell you, head to your local McDonald's to refuel, refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Locked On Clippers watch party? At a McDonald's? Sure. Who wants to go to the McDonald's on Sunset and Western? McDonald's, I'm loving it. Okay, so we're back, and the Clippers are taking on the Grizzlies at home on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Let's get into what we need to do well to win this game. Let's I'm, get out of let, Let's go 500, you know? Let's go 500 to start the season. I'm coming up. Let's, I cannot wait to see this home crowd. Yes. Let's bring the energy. I don't, for no, for a, I don't think for a second it's not going to be there. Let's, let's just make sure it's there. Definitely. You know it's going to be a good time. Um, really, a, a very new season, but with the Grizzlies, it's that backcourt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So once again, I, I talked about in the last segment how we didn't really use our size. Well, I, I think we got to use our size and physicality to make it difficult to kind of mm -hmm. slow these guys down. We already know what John Moran can do. He's quick. He's crafty. Yes. He can dunk seemingly at will. Uh, <laughs> but he has some like kind of extra spacing around him, which makes it a little bit, bit more interesting and a little bit more difficult. Uh, he's got the Anthony Melton in the backcourt who went four of six in game one. Desmond Bain is kind of somebody to watch next to Ja. He can space the floor. He shot over 40% from uh, three on four-plus attempts a game last season. Uh, so I guess this kind of has me wondering, like, if Reggie isn't hitting offensively, would you like to see him be subbed out earlier? Yeah, there's kind of a tunnel vision thing that I was going to talk about in key matchups. Felt like Reggie still kind of maybe had some early season kind of tunnel vision with a lot of his possessions. Yeah. And so just just freshen it up, you know, switch it out, maybe give Kennard a couple more looks. He he didn't shoot well in the first game. Um from Deeper, so I didn't talk about him in the recap, but this is a game that maybe he's that spark off this bench, you know? Yeah, yeah. It could be. And Reggie Jackson did have six six assists in this game, which like is nothing to sneeze at. I thought that, you know, when he was passing, it definitely opened up the game. For him as well as everyone else, yeah. Uh, versus just like versus just being like, oh, Reggie's doing this, uh, and trying to like throw up a little teardrop. Uh, <laughs> Will hates. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't <laughs> thrilled. Uh, but a lot of like slowing down this Memphis team comes down to keeping them out of the paint, right? Yeah. Uh, they scored seventy of their hundred and thirty-four points that they put up uh, in the paint. I, I think. That's a lot of points. On the other end, too, we really need to overwhelm them offensively. Which we can do. Like, we can do that. The Cavs put up 125 on this Grizzlies team. So, sure. so far, I would not say a great defensive outing uh, for, the, for old Memphis. So, I think the Clippers can kind of take this as an opportunity to get that offense really clicking. Yeah. Um, PG had some nice driving dishes in this game. Like, there, there's going to be even more open shots. Yes. I think against this uh this this Memphis defense for sure. Definitely. So what could go wrong in this one? It's the gonna it's the biggest issue um for the Clippers season, right? And that's the scoring drought when Paul George is not playing. Yeah. It's we're gonna talk about this probably every single recap. 
um, obviously, except when we win. And when Steph is going nuclear like he did <laughs> that Warriors game, obviously the non-PG minutes are going to look a little rougher than they actually were. But, you know, this, like we talked about maybe getting Reggie out of there. If Paul George is off the floor and Reggie isn't hitting, that's the ultimate disaster for the Clippers offense. Yeah. Right? Man, well, it's time for Luke. Hey, it is. This is a bounce back game for Luke. I don't think he's going to go one. I don't think he's only going to make one more three again. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's there. And let's just not be sloppy. And I'm talking transition defense. There's some ticky tacky fouls versus the Warriors like early in the, was it the third or the fourth quarter where it was just like these tiny little fouls? Yeah. That just, it was so frustrating. Partly on the refs, but still not where Agreed. it Agreed, and a lot be. of it was like off-ball stuff, too, where it's like, Weird that's shit. a dumb foul. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I definitely agree. The transition defense, to me, is worrisome. I mean, the, the Grizzlies are the exact type of team that will exploit things like that. You know, they're a team that's good for, I don't know, it's like 20-plus points, I would say, in transition on any given night. Absolutely, 100%. And uh, they also led the league in steals last year. Uh, they Damn, have like 9.1 a game. That's insane. Um, yeah, so we got to take care of the ball. What are our key matchups in this one? It's a young season. We're still kind of figuring things out. I talked about Reggie versus Tunnel Vision. I just, I, I want to see that opened up a little bit more. I want to see a little more catch and shoot Reggie, a little less running straight into three defenders Reggie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it. we knew that it was going to be like sort of a balance to integrate him and Bledsoe together and kind of get that give-and-go game working. And I'm wondering if, like, right now, he's maybe just, like, feeling a little bit of the pressure because he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much. So he's maybe he's, like, having trouble getting as comfortable as he would normally be. Sure. Um, we want preseason Reggie out there. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh, so another one I'm excited for, because I didn't feel like this was, like, maybe Zoo's best outing. It was going to be the Zoo versus Adams matchup. He matches up well against traditional centers. Yeah, he did, he had some rough moments in this one, like, in this game against the Warriors. No way around it. Like, you know, getting him out on the perimeter is, is never going to be good news, especially against, yeah, like a shifty guard or, mm -hmm. or smaller forward. So luckily, I mean, hopefully he doesn't have to worry about so many, like, shooters. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he did. Uh, I thought that he did an admirable job finishing. I would like to see him, you know, sucking up some more boards. Uh, yeah, more. Let's go for more than three. Hot take. We'll need more than three boards from Zoo in this game. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but these guys are like in that same center mold, right? It's like a dying breed a little bit. But I love. Yeah. But I, you know, I love that kind of center, and I love watching it. Uh, Adams was especially good on the offensive glass last game. He secured six second chance opportunities for this Grizzlies And that team. could hurt the Clips. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's absolutely. how you lose to this Memphis team. Um, I'm wondering what the hell's going to happen with Dylan Brooks. Feels like he kills us every single time we play the Grizzlies. Um, and are we going to, do you think we'll throw multiple looks uh, at Morant a la what we tried to do with Steph Curry? Like, who do you think gets the majority? Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to throw a bunch of different looks at him. I'm excited to see Bledsoe out there doing his thing. Um, you know, Paul George versus the momentum. Can he keep this up? Because we're going to need, I don't know if we'll need 29, 11, and 6 from PG every night. Pretty close. We need though. kind of close to it, right? Yeah. Like, is that crazy? No, that's not crazy at all. Um, and then Luke Kennard versus the bounce back. Let's, let's hit a couple threes. You go two of five, we love it. One of five, what are you going to do? Um, you got predictions for this one? Uh, Clips get the dub. 
Clips get the dub. One of your hosts might make a little bit of money back on the money that he lost uh, in opening night, but that, that remains to be seen. Um, I'm hyped for this game. Fans, cannot wait to see y'all there. Tweet at us at Locked on Clips if you're ahead of the game. Um, we'll try and say what's up. Coming up, we are going to be playing a fantastic weekly game that we play called Love, Mary Quarantine, as well as talking Kawhi being one of the best 75 players of all time. But first, Will, if I wanted, you know, say I'm all full of McDonald's and I want something with, you know, some substantial protein, maybe a little, maybe a little more fun flavors, what could I do? Uh, you got to check out Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. But did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's truly something for everyone. It's cool when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Mm. You know what my favorite flavor is? What? It's gotta be coconut, because coconut's pretty good. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I can't it. argue with that. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, I know I keep talking about the taste, but not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. If you order today, you can get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right, welcome to Shavings, where we just kind of talk about all the random stuff happening in the Clippers sphere and the biggest random thing to happen. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, named to the top 75 players of all time in the history of the NBA, uh, you know, in recognition of their 75 years. Number one, right? I believe so. I think they ranked it. They went Kawhi one. Uh, one of only 12 players in history to win multiple finals MVPs and only one of two players to be named the finals MVP in both conferences. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. Does this cap off the greatest offseason recovery in the history of the NBA and maybe professional sports? Album that comes out, that came out during the game. Like, named to the top 75 team. Clip gang or don't bang, trademark. Like... The X2 energy drink. I think they just partnered with Anheuser-Busch or some weird thing for distribution. Like, huh? has anyone had a more successful offseason while recovering from knee surgery? No, I don't think so. Hats off to Kawhi. Um, he really, uh, yeah, he really built out his... Uh, portfolio. Yeah, definitely. Very diverse revenue stream. A lot of vertical integration, yes, which we, we love to see. We Here at Lockdown Vertical Integration, we love business, and we love power lunches. Um... What, do you have any other thoughts about the top 75 players of all time list? Uh, I mean, I think we both think that Dame shouldn't be in it. But How on earth is Damian Lillard on this list? <laughs> One of the top 75 of all time? Of all time. In the 75 years, there's been no one. I just, it's trash. It's trash. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, also, do we need, we don't need these lists. No, I, I don't know. It's and it's difficult to contextualize in the place of history. And I also do feel absolutely that there's the game a, is so different now. And there's also like unfairly, or maybe fairly. I don't know. I feel that it's unfair, like an emphasis placed on like offensive players. Sure. Like yeah, you know, we, I 
I think notably, at least on Twitter. I mean, that's why Damian Lillard's on the list. He yeah. plays no defense. Well, and like <laughs> notably, people brought up that, you know, somehow Dwight Howard wasn't on there. And like the man is a three-time DPOY, eight-time All-Star, like yeah. has a ring, took the <laughs> freaking magic to the Eastern Conference <laughs> yeah, Finals. Yeah, ruined the Kobe LeBron Finals we were supposed to have, um, which is just an all-time troll move. Oh, yeah. But, it was a very uh, Dwight Howard move. <laughs> Dude, <it> absolutely. <laughs> is. Yeah, weird list. Weird list. Um, but, you know, hey, it's like that Kawhi's on it. As we said, ranked number one uh, by this podcast. The Only movie. thing they got right. Only thing they got right about that. Um, all right, I think it's time, dude. All right, let's do it. Yes. Uh, every single Friday, we play a little game called Love, Mary Quarantine, where we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, sure. and we're either loving it, which means, hey, that seems like a pretty good idea. <laughs> we're marrying it, which means... I could probably commit to that, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So let's go. Okay, so we have a, an Updike special here. We got other projects Kawhi tried to produce in the offseason. We, we mentioned he diversified his portfolio. The vertical integration and synergies that we're going to touch base on and circle back to uh, have been astounding. Couple, so of, couple of powwows. Couple, we're gonna have a powwow on it, you know. Uh, we're gonna have, you know, we're, you know, maybe followed take... by a, you know, a work kiki. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we're all uh, doing this. Anyways, the <laughs> options for other projects Kawhi tried to produce: we have Sip Gang or Don't Bang, Oof. which is a series of wine-influenced sweatpants and apparels. Couldn't, oh, I love this. Clearly, really loved by moms. Mm -hmm. Did very big numbers in in the Prescott, Arizona area. Sure. Uh, and this is. Kind of a part of the larger Kawine product verticals, if you will. I'm going to be honest. I'm already marrying this one <laughs> because Kawine, who says no? This feels like something that would get an exclusive distribution deal with Ross and TJ Maxx. And, and would, I would love it. And it would absolutely crush. Um, all right. What else do we got on here? Uh, an Eddie Murphy-esque <laughs> Kawhi movie called The Claws. And it's a family right. of The Claws. Sure. And he would obviously play every character. Right. All right. Does he have a catchphrase? What the dunk? <laughs> all right. We're two for two so far, man. Uh, last one we got. Nail salon franchise called Claws Claws. Okay. Just a good time. Of course, Jason Preston works there. That's based on an older bit we did from the preseason. Um, this one, just, you know, the logistics, a little dicey franchising can be a little sketchy. They just, they didn't feel comfortable with the business plan. The business gotcha. plan was also pitched by Jason Preston. So there's some youth issues there. Uh, which of these are you loving marrying and quarantining? Oh uh, man. Um, I'm loving, I'm, I'm loving the claws, the movie. I, I would go see this movie. I think there's a fat suit ten involved. Times. You know, you and I saw the Uncle Drew movie in theaters. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, I'm a sucker for those kind of movies, man. It's a dumb good time. <laughs> it's it's a, a great much like this podcast, it's a dumb good time. It's a dumb good time. <laughs> I gotta marry Sip Gang or Dump Bang. Look, this is this might have to be something that on Twitter, uh, if you're drinking wine during the next Clippers game, hashtag it hashtag it Sip Gang or Don't Bang. Or Kawine. Or Kawine, <laughs> they both work. Hashtag sip gang or don't bang. Hashtag Kawine. And then yeah. I'm going to keep, I'm not, I'm not going to quarantine. I'm going to keep sure. it, but it's like a back pocket. It's like, uh, maybe I'll call that one later. That's, you still got uh, the business that, card. Yeah, yeah, that's Claws Claws. Yeah, yeah that's a good call. Yeah. Um, I'm not like fully like, e Yeah, you're Carmelo with the with Detective's business card. You're like, maybe I'll call this guy. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't even think mine is even different. I'm loving Sip Gang or Don't Bang, or I'm marrying Sip Gang or Don't Bang. 
I never want this idea out of my life. Uh, I might also, uh, you know, I might also marry the Eddie Murphy-esque Kawhi movie called The Claws. I think it'd be good. You're wearing your... It's just, it's just so funny to me, too, because Kawhi doesn't really love talking to the media, True. but he clearly does have a great sense of humor and loves doing, like, kind of other type of stuff. Yes. So I'm, I feel like since he's not talking about his game to a reporter, he would be really good. Wear, a, a, yeah, a bunch of prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm on board with that. Um, and then, yeah, I got I gotta, I think I gotta love the nail salon called Claws Claws, mostly because I'm thinking of big posters on the wall of the salon that is Kawhi with photoshopped really big nails. Oh, I love and that. That's yeah, that's, that's good. good that's great. Um, I think that about wraps up. This is maybe... We've put the Love, Mary quarantine to start the season at a very high bar. Oh, yeah. I would say. It will get better every single week. It absolutely does. There's, <laughs> there's never duds. Sip gang or don't bang this Saturday for the Clippers game. Uh, also, everyone go stream Culture Jams. Probably a pretty good album. Imagine the pressure of Kawhi texting me like, hey, do you want to make a song on my album? <laughs> uh, sure. How did you get this number, sir? Uh, Monday's episode, we're going to do a preview of the game versus the Blazers. Because, of yeah. course, uh, uh, the game on Saturday, we will not have an episode. Vorp Watch, which comes out every Monday now. We're doing Vorp Watch for Terrence Mann and Justice Winslow. Spoiler alert, I think Terrence Mann is probably above a replacement player so far. Head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. And then we're combining that with the Luke Kennard progress report. Basketball is fully back. The Clippers are back. We'll also be talking whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Uh, we come at you Monday through Friday. Kill some windshield time. Make us your first listen. Absolutely. If someone asked you, uh, Will, where they could listen to this podcast, where would you tell them to listen to our podcast? So you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Mm -hmm. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Take a Pod, Leave a Pod. It's uh, mostly Sug at convenience stores. Yeah, uh, suggestion but, box. It's a good time. Yeah, it, it's a good time. Anyways, if you wanted to help the show out, you could give us a five-star review over at iTunes or on the podcast app. Regardless of where you listen, it does really help us out. We mention it up top, but we do come at you Monday through, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you listen. The season is upon us. Stay are, rocking with us. We are, it's worth it. We are absolutely back. The Clippers are back. Saturday is going to be so much damn fun. And I can't say this enough. Sip gang or don't bang. Post those wine pics, everybody. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>